All right, I am Haggai Davis III, along with Haggai Davis II, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Our show is a conversation about the past, present, and future of all things technology that we like to keep topical, interesting, and digestible. We want to thank our sponsor, Cardinal Capital, for making this possible. Cardinal Capital connects businesses to capital. It doesn't matter what business that you are in, Cardinal Capital has the resources all across the United States that are willing to help fund organizations of all sizes, life cycles, categories, and locations. Cardinal Capital works with you to craft the best commercial finance package for you to achieve your business goals. Whether you're looking to refinance current debt because of the new government programs and favorable interest rates, or finance new equipment, or maybe you're trying to acquire another business entirely, Cardinal Capital has the resources to make it happen. When lenders cannot do a loan, they seek out Cardinal Capital to help. The Cardinal Capital guys are easy to work with and fun to be around. Contact them today at 225-308-3700 or send them an email at info at cardinalcap.net and they'll be happy to help you with your commercial finance needs. So each week we take a listener question about a topic that they were interested in when they visited our website, techgumbo.net. And it also has a picture of that big, beautiful Tech Gumbo mug that we very much enjoy sending out to those who send in a question and we wind up using their question at no charge. So please, if you're out there and you have a question, go to techgumbo.net and send us a question. We want to send you a mug. This week's question was, can my employer really track everything I'm doing on my work computer? The answer is more or less yes. That's a lot of corporations, even smaller to mid-sized companies, will have tracking software on the computers because one, they're trying to make sure that you don't get into trouble on by doing things you're not supposed to be doing. But two, they're going to be looking at a lot of metrics that they've deemed important and trying to build pictures of productivity. So what exactly does the productivity software record? That's a good question. So a lot of the common things would be uh, the name of the computer and then the, a username, login information, active or idle time, apps used, websites visited, files, emails, and keystrokes. It's important to then think, though, that all of these are measures of how much you're using your computer. They're not measures of how well you're using your computer. That's right. That's a, that's a great point because if you're just banging on the keyboards, I mean, you can hire a chimpanzee to do that. If what they're doing, if they're looking, they're reading your keystrokes, if they're noticing that you're doing a lot of the productivity killers, as they call them, where you're on social media or you're in the messaging apps or you're taking a lot of breaks or you're chit-chatting with colleagues about mindless, the football game last night or something like that, or if you're just surfing on the web, shopping on Amazon or whatever, those are considered productivity killers. And and yeah, that's really not something that most employers want their employees doing. I get that employers want their employees to be productive. I'm generally skeptical of the idea that you can ban out all of those productivity killers and people will immediately or will magically transition from unproductive to productive. My guess is that those people got distracted in a they were always going to be distracted by something and that it's just what is that thing which you are distracted by. 
whether it's going to the coffee pot and everybody chit-chatting around the coffee pot for a few minutes, going to the, the water fountain, going to the bathroom, or just standing up and stretching your legs and talking to one of your coworkers about anything because you needed some mental floss to take a break from whatever you were doing. People are not robots. They need some kind of break. They need some kind of interaction with other humans. And if maybe just spending five minutes going through Facebook is enough to to release a, a little bit of frustration or something like that, is maybe that's not entirely a productivity killer. There, there are definitely. I understand that maybe you don't want social media on your company devices. That's reasonable. I understand that. And so then the question also becomes, though, is how much do you trust your employees that you can really put in a lot of rules and a lot of restrictions, whereas some of these productivity management softwares can get very granular with what they will and won't do, what they will and won't track. And so the question is, then, are you measuring the right things? Some of these softwares will give you a productivity score. And they'll say, you're up 5% from last month. But my question is, is what does that number, that productivity score actually capture? Because for you and your job versus me and my job, those are different jobs. And so the types of things that we're doing on our computer, the structure of how we use our computer is going to be pretty different, especially in a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, quarter-to-quarter basis. And so is that really capturing something that is a valuable number or is it just i have to have a number and this gives me something to point at when you start looking at the information that these productivity trackers are are pulling when they they want to know when the employee actually started working and when they ended their day how much time did they actually spend performing the work related task and then they want to start tracking when were you the most productive? I mean, how much time did you spend in Excel versus spending on Outlook? Or how much time did you work spend on the line of business app that that is really critical versus in on the browser, you know, looking up information? And when you as the business are making a decision that this application is more important than that application, have you instructed your employees about that? Yeah, that's, you know, another point is if I'm in Excel and I spend four hours in Excel, it could be that it's a task that I originally thought was going to take me two hours, but I've run into an error. And so I'm sitting there, I'm opening up a lot of tabs from reputable sites like Stack Overflow or from the, the Microsoft Excel page and a lot of documentation. And so it would flag very positively, but the actual work that I've done could have only taken two hours if I knew what I was doing, but because I ran into an error, it took four hours. And so make sure that these numbers aren't a replacement for good management. That at the end of the day, you really have to have managers who can have those conversations with their employees and understand what your goals for your company are, what your goals for your individuals are, and make sure that these numbers are strictly in service of those more important metrics. It really comes down to implementing really good corporate policies so that your employees know 
what it is, what you what they're expecting, what you want them to do, what you don't want them to do, so that you can you can say, hey, look, we're tracking what you're doing. We've got productivity trackers on on these computers. So if you're going to do something frivolous on a computer, we're going to know about it. So if you're letting the employees know up front, well, at least that's better than you know doing everything on the down low, if you will. I definitely agree. It's best for a company to be transparent about all this because there can be valuable data gained here. If gathering this data and being able to see trends in your office culture can help make better decisions. There is very possible that you see things that you say, oh, you know, we run into this bottleneck or there are certain things which are really just inefficient in our process and let's sit down and turn this into valuable actionable data that is an excellent use case of these types of softwares but you really have to make sure that you understand how you're using them you understand how you're setting them up how you're structuring them because employees who feel like you're not trusting them because you're spying on them that's not an employee who's happy in that environment employee who's who trust their company and whose company trusts them, you're going to get more out of them. So let's talk about the pros and cons of this employee monitoring. When you start looking at the bigger picture and you have the conversation with your employees that this is what we're doing and why we're doing it. Okay, now everybody knows. When you and I have I have I have been through two presentations from two different companies who offer employee monitoring software. So I I have seen and heard the pitch. I don't know if the company I work for uses it or not. I really don't care. It's not going to make me any more or any less productive because I know what I do. My the company I work for knows what I do. And I'm measured based upon the, those results much more than I, hopefully, than I am based upon what keystrokes I'm hitting on the computer. But some of the things that they think are very positive is that it's going to improve your employee productivity. Yeah, that's this is back to the idea that if you can set it up to track important metrics and you're really able to see things have patterns in your data come out that were previously invisible, this is actually there are ways in which you can make your workflows more efficient. You can find employees who maybe you see that you have one employee who's working late into the night constantly and you say, hey, that is a load issue. That if you feel that you have to be working your normal nine to five hours and then you pick up again from eight to 11, four nights a week, well, then we've probably placed too much work on you or, or we're not balancing this well or, or there's an issue here somewhere. There's just a, a mismatch. You can catch those sorts of things with software like this. And, and that would certainly be a way to make the employee feel much better about themselves and about being an employee. Hey, this company cares for me. They've noticed that I'm logging in at 10 o'clock at night and they really don't want that. We want people to be productive during the workday and not not two in the morning because also if you the company is tracking metrics and then you have the conversation and you celebrate the wrong metrics what you're going to do is you're going to encourage your employees to optimize around the wrong metrics the this idea is called presenteeism 
wherever it's much more important to be seen as being productive than to actually be productive. You'll have the employees who say, okay, what are those little things that I can do which make that number go up, even though I'm not actually doing any work, but if I sit here and just go to these websites a couple times and I just type out some emails, then I delete them and I type them out again and I delete them again, those things that you're going to have your employees feel like they have to have this score, have this number go up, even if it's not actually capturing the right things about your company that you want to improve. You know, they're also talking about it will in- increase the employee engagement and retention. If your employees feel better, if they're not spending all these hours and and you're you're telling them, look, we're we're working a structure with you. We want you to do good work for us during the work hour, during the work day. We understand you got to take a break every now and then, but if you're doing one hour of work and seven hours of hangout at the office, that's not being productive and that's not helping the company. Right. At the end of the day, all of these pieces of software are tools. And so tools are very rarely inherently good or inherently bad. It comes down to how do you, the human, implement them. And so there's definitely a way in which if you do a good job of setting this up and, and making your workflows more efficient, that you'll see happier employees and you'll see increased revenue. But if you sit there and you structure them poorly, your employees could have privacy concerns. They could feel like you don't trust them. And it's possible to do this that run into legal concerns if you're really doing this incorrectly. And that brings up the cons of employee monitoring. And the very first one is employee privacy. Yeah, that's no one wants to feel like they have someone sitting over their shoulder watching everything they do. Even though that is our reality, even though <clears throat> you're being tracked across every aspect of your internet journey, most of the time that you don't see that Facebook's tracking you, you don't see that Google's tracking you, and so it doesn't feel as bad. <clears throat> but whenever your company comes down and says that common reminder, hey, look, we know exactly all the buttons you clicked and the order you clicked them, the websites you went to, and we we're unhappy about this. That does get a little weird sometimes. And and then it brings up the lack of employee trust. The, hey, my company, I thought you guys trusted me. I thought you were hiring me because I'm a professional. I didn't, I mean, do you really need to track the keystrokes and look at the websites and the whether I'm in Excel or you should you should trust me because I'm a good person and I'm I work hard. But if you don't trust me, can I trust you? Yeah, that's a great question. Trust is is a two-way street. And that's that really important aspect of company culture and implementation. That it needs to be visible, it needs to be transparent what's happening, why it's happening, what's being done. Communicate to your employees that this is not a punishment tool. It's just designed to make their lives better and then follow through on that. And then you, you can do this properly. But if it's used to become just another monitoring tool that, that watches everything they do, Big Brother style, you're going to have a lot of people who aren't bought in. And then there's the legal concerns of can you even do it in because uh, it's state by state. Every state has their own separate laws and the governance of what you can and cannot do, what you can track, what you can record, all of those things. So if 
you're in a state where this is not something that can be done legally or has to be acknowledged by the corporation and the employee. And so if you're not telling your employees you're doing it, there's a lot of legal things on a state-by-state basis that can get you in trouble. Going back to the idea of measuring the wrong things, there was a woman in Canada who her company sued her saying that she misrepresented over 50 hours of her time. However, her argument was that even though my computer showed that I wasn't working for 50 hours, I was looking at pieces of paper. You know, My job exists off my laptop, and so she was saying that she was looking through physical documents. And so, yes, her computer would show her idling because she wasn't using her computer. And so the case went through the Canadian court and it's just another example of making sure that whenever you are the company and you are implementing these tools to measure things that you know what exactly it is that you're measuring and that you build in flexibility as well that it's very likely you're going to get exceptions that you didn't think of and working with your employees, talking to your employees so that you're all on the same page about what's happening and why. Yeah, this woman was a CPA or is a CPA in Canada, and she was working remotely. And when she was leaving the firm, they said, oh, by the way, you owe us $2,700, almost $2,800 because you, we, your 50 hours of work that you said you did we don't think you did. And this went to trial and the court actually sided with the CPA firm because she could not prove that she had actually done anything. She said that she had printed out a whole bunch of documents, but the computer didn't show that she had printed out anything because, oh, by the way, this monitoring software knows that you printed a bunch of documents or you didn't print. And so it it was a interesting case for this this monitoring software to go through that they really can know that down to that granular granular of level of what's going on yeah what's going on on your computer and so that's that's the question is you know was she still producing work and so the the company argues that she wasn't and that you know that's that's ultimately why they brought this against her and so that's that's where this becomes complicated, is that it, it, they seem to feel like they were measuring the, the right things here. But if if she was doing work that was not on the computer, that's a, a tough thing to measure. Especially when she was a remote worker, she wasn't in the office. And so they were saying she wouldn't have had many paper documents to work with because she was working remotely. And we didn't, we didn't even get into the whole remote worker thing and why tracking remote people is more important than the people are even in the office. But that is also a big part of this. Well, that brings up another question, though, of, again, do you trust your employees to be productive at home? Because some people say, oh, you know, if I'm in the office and I'm surrounded by people who are working and they're talking and they're on calls or someone wants to come by my desk and chat and I have something that I want to work on and I want to dedicate and focus time on. There's some people who like working from home. There's some people who like working in the office. But whenever you work in the office, I can see you sitting there typing on the keyboard. And so, again, this goes back to the idea of presenteeism, of 
making sure that we're not optimizing for looking like you're being productive and we are optimizing around actually being productive. So it's a long way of saying thank you for sending in the question. Yes, your, your employer can track everything you're doing on your work computer. And we want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission. And that mission is to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed services provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers from Texas to the Carolinas. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through the continuous use of innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 120 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, programmers, and designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of businesses, schools, and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business's strength. This has become a proven formula, so proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need new IT services, new technology, or you just have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. And if you enjoyed our show today, we're here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4, and the show will rerun Sunday at 4. If you missed any part of our show or you would like to hear any of the previous episodes, check out our podcast, which is available on most every platform, including Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, Overcast, Player FM, and more. And when you're there, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified every time a new episode is posted. If you like our show, if you have some suggestions or want to submit a question, let us know by visiting our website, techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.